morning, West Texas. You're listening to Panthers Radio. This is Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Plus Booze, the podcast, um, starring me, Mary Johnson. And I'm Katie Elliott. And today we have a special guest with us, uh, our friend Erica. Hi, Erica. Hi. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, guys. Um, So... For our, you know, synopsis of the episodes we watched this week, we watched episode eight and nine of season one. Um, We thought we would get a different perspective on um, this season. Yeah, so Erica, you've never seen the show before, have you? Never. Oh. (laughs) Never. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you listen to the podcast is it like can you like tell what's going on on the podcast by what we say or um I would say that it was like an entirely different experience listening to the podcast and watching the show first of all I didn't know that anyone had accents oh yeah oh interesting that was crazy (laughs) yeah and like mostly I don't know. I never keep up with people's names in your podcast, so I mostly identify people like based on how you talk about their hair. And I'm so <laughs> uh-huh. not sure if I'm right. <laughs> Except we for try to maintain like a very high degree of accuracy when we talk about hair. So yeah, so like I could identify Julie instantly. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Because she has like <laughs> our work here is complete. Like let's just shut it down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really excited for you to watch it for the first time. Because obviously it's like so awesome when you can like recommend a show to someone or something. So actually the first time that we ever met each other, um, we watched your favorite movie um, or like starring your favorite actress. You watched a Shirley Temple movie <laughs> and it was the first time I ever met you and I was like, what? And this is the first time I'd ever seen anything with Shirley Temple in it oh and God. I was so freaked out. I was like, who is this like? little girl like Shirley (laughs) I was like who is like this girl why is she like acting that way and you were like can you please not talk that way oh my gosh which one was it I don't remember what movie it was I think maybe something about like a garden or something anyway so (laughs) that was like a weird time but so we've come full circle now because we um instated Erica's help um, for this episode. So we asked her to watch the episodes um, with no prior exposure. And uh, she's going to tell us what she thought about them. Episode 8 is called Crossing the Line. And episode 9 is called Full Hearts. So, uh, Erica, whenever you're ready, tell us what you thought. Um, well, first of all, like launching into the first episode was really confusing, just trying to like figure out people's relationships. So I'm not sure if I'm getting this right. That's okay. So like we start off and we're in a grocery store and everyone is so angry. And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> I was saying earlier, they were like literally throwing meat around and I was like, oh my God, what am I watching? So at first I think like, at first I think that I'm watching like a lover's dispute. I'm like, oh my God, like get out of the grocery store. Like Billy <laughs> and Tim? Yeah. Okay. Cause like, that's what it seems like it is. Like they seem like to me to be like approximately the same age and like. That's true. And they are like quabbling over domestic issues. Yeah. So I was like, lover's quarrel. But then like it started getting weird and they were like, oh, like you shouldn't be eating this. And I was like, okay, this is either like an abusive relationship <laughs> or like not what it appears like a dad and son or abusive relationship well I thought that for a second and then I was like wait a second like they seem like I don't know it doesn't seem like it could be father and son but then I was like I don't know am I supposed to suspend my disbelief like nobody looks like they're in high school anyways like maybe it is father and son I don't know yeah. so this like whole confusing thing happens and I don't know who is who and then they get to the cash and there's like this weird girl there and this is another confusing thing um it seemed like they like just met like over this mm. magazine so i was like oh, yeah oh, did kind of he just like you, i guess pick up this magazine girl and then all of a sudden i'm like are they going to be having sex but then no it's other people having sex including um my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> Your boyfriend, Jason. Yeah, Erica has a budding crush on Jason Street. Well, like, 
<laughs> this was at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> My feelings changed a lot as the episode went on. Oh, interesting. Anyways, so like something's happening with them. They're like, oh, sorry, Jason and Lila. Mm-hmm. And she's like kissing him. And I'm like, this is boring. <laughs> yeah, but she's like, like sweet and tender. Yeah. Like, and she's barf. like a beautiful angel. And I'm like, I guess like that's what he deserves. But like little did I know. <laughs> yeah, she's a good girl gone bad. As oh we figured out last time. More on Lila later. Anyways, later in the episode, I figured out that actually this guy is crippled, which I didn't know. I thought yeah. they were just laying down. Yeah, I could see how that would be a shock. It was completely shocking. And how did you figure it out? Well, this is how I figured it out actually, because he was with like a bunch of guys in this room, and all of these guys looked like ex-cons or something. I'm like, he hangs out with a rough crowd. Like, who are these people that he's hanging out with? Because you like see him kind of with like lila and like tim and like his like football buddies and they're like hot and like clean cut and then he has like these other friends i'm like is he in prison what's going on and then suddenly in that scene i realize what they all have in common it's not their para paraplegic is that mm-hmm. what it is anyways Those are just his amazing rehab center friends but it was really sad actually because why did they cast it that way like why did they cast it in such a way that i assumed that they were all convicts like anyway the way that i look at it is i think that all of them are like from the army oh like i think they all like got injured like in you know battle that actually makes sense anyways so the fact that he's a paraplegic makes it so much worse that this person lila who i thought was a beautiful angel at the beginning is actually a conniving demon and i believed her when she said that like i love you and i didn't do this that's how jason felt too so like your exposure to lila was so much more abrupt than if you like are eased into the situation with like all the backstory it's like she's literally jason figuring it out for the first time yeah so you are jason i am jason <laughs> don't question it just go with it oh. yeah because like we like i don't really have a, the same strong opinion of like lila's mm-hmm. actions because I, I kind feel, of get it i feel like we've been with her for the ride up until this point so it doesn't seem to me as like that insane and maybe i'm you know just i desensitized. yeah i understand like why it led her to do that and also like look at him for one second mm, mm-hmm. i wanted to vomit when i saw her baking muffins to try and like make up for what she had done like when she <laughs> like i know this is in the next episode but she's like i know what i'll do i'll put on like this stupid halter dress and like bake some muffins like, I'm sorry, i love you lots of halter dresses that style really works for her though like a halter Mm -hmm. plunging neckline yeah it's kind of her like thing speaking of plunging necklines oh okay so yeah (laughs) go ahead another amazing storyline like my favorite storyline out of all of this is julie the bang girl (laughs) (laughs) our listeners might know her as the bang girl julie the bang girl I can't believe them. Like, I had heard the legend of them, but to actually see them, it, like, it's just, like, the way they, like, splay out or something. They're, like, from one point, and they go out. They splay out like a broomstick. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way to describe it. (laughs) Anyways, so, like, obviously this ice cream dude named Matt is, like, the most perfect guy that she could ever date. So I'm, like, a bit frustrated with her in the beginning because it's, like, why are you considering going on a date with this person? Like, you should say yes immediately. But anyways, like, I was, like, really having fun with that journey and, like, really enjoyed, I don't know, her parents worrying about it and, like, the amazing advice given to her (laughs) by her father. Yeah, what did you think about her parents, Coach and Tammy? Oh, um... Both angels, actually. Like, in every sense of the world. I can't believe, like... I don't know. It's weird because, like, her mom seems seems so, so, like, actually invested in the lives of, like, everyone in the show. 
but like seems kind of like fake worried about her daughter dating like all she can say is like my little girl it's happening but like she never really says like what her concerns are i don't know it's just like weird (laughs) yeah (laughs) and like never gives her actual like she's really good at giving other people actual advice but she's like no like this time dad needs to give the advice and it's like why like you're amazing at giving advice it was too close to home she couldn't like separate herself from it probably you know could be she couldn't be objective i think that it was because of the football thing the threesome thing oh yeah i think that it was very specific football player and dating advice so there's the girl that's in the counselor's office with tammy and she says that she's a rally girl and her football player wants her to have a threesome with him and someone else on the team, which is insane. And I hate that it cut away before we got her advice on that issue. But, um, <laughs> I but, agree. So then Tammy kind of like brings it up with coach and she's like, you need to talk to her about this because they're your players. Like this is a culture that you like you're fostering. So you need to do the talking about this. Coach doesn't seem bothered by the threesome though, which is kind of infuriating. He kind of just like slumps in his seat. Yeah, and he's he just like his boys hat, be boys. his hat over his eyes, and he's like, "Well, what do you want me to do about it?" It's mm-hmm. like, like tell your players so not it, to like rape people. Yeah. So it's weird that she, ins- like, she was like, "Oh, he will." I instill my confidence in him to like really, you know, drive this issue home when he really doesn't seem to think it's a problem or almost that like Tammy's like extrapolating it, like blowing it out of proportion. I think he was just like really overwhelmed, like in classic coach fashion. Mm. He just need to like really think about it. I'm like looking at coach like more. I'm like scrutinizing his behavior a little more like now that we're sort of like dissecting it and talking about it and I I don't even know like he seems bored in the moment when he gets information like that he doesn't seem like he's I don't know yeah I'm I'm reading really I think I'm reading into things more and that's what makes me like think that he's acting really really badly I in think situations. that might just be his acting like I think that's just the way that Kyle Chandler acts like he looks like blank because it's just like right now penetrating like the top of his brain and he has to like let it sink in and then he makes his amazing decision while it percolates he's you know? ruminating he's ruminating there you go yeah that's what I thought too actually because mm-hmm. then he comes up with like the most succinct perfect piece of advice to his daughter when it comes down to it and he's just like Yo, so like boys are cruel. True. And like <laughs> if you're wondering if a boy's thinking about you, they're not really true. <laughs> like, yeah. You're gonna get hurt. But then he doesn't tell her to like not do it because she's gonna get hurt. He's just like, just so you know, like you're nice and like people are totally gonna take advantage of that. Just so you know. But like kind yeah, of it like, wasn't really advice. It was just like this is what's it, up. It was like fact. I guess it was fact based. Yeah, he didn't tell her what to do. No, no, and that's what good advice is. It, it has to make you think you thought of it. Oh, yeah. So like that's he's like classic like manipulation one hundred and one. <laughs> I'm very good at that. <laughs> <laughs> but like manipulation has a negative connotation. Like it's more like I don't know. That was a tiny gift. Yeah, the gift <laughs> of knowledge. so speaking of halter dresses oh yeah i've got a question for you guys did you guys think that that outfit was too sexy to wear on the date julie's outfit so just to pedal back a bit oh sorry it's okay um so julie finally agrees to go out with matt and on their first date she comes out looking like she's wearing a plunging halter dress but it like it's crazy (laughs) it's like red patterned like sassy and then she wears like they must be six inch heels like red patent leather really insane shoes Mm -hmm. like i don't even know why she would have those shoes on hand yeah, yeah, like I've just got these coral patent leather yeah. pumps. Like she honestly closet. looks like Charo in that part. Oh my god, she totally does. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a side by side photo comparison of that. Yeah. yeah, watch for that on Clear Eyes Pod Twitter. So, <laughs> uh, 
I, to answer Erica's question, I think that that outfit was a little insane. Not because, like, you know, don't wear those shoes or don't wear that dress, but, like... I think together. And also just, like, the fact that it's a weeknight date Mm -hmm. and you're And where are you going? And also, like, (laughs) it's not like you're independent and on your own and you just, like, made these choices. You're, like, walking past your parents. Mm -hmm. And also, just also just wearing the most startling outfit. Like, it has nothing to do with, like, it being sexy or, like, too sexy, but it's, like, anyone would be, like, what is this? I think, yeah, and Tammy also brings up a good point where she says, like, you can't even walk in those shoes. Like, Mm -hmm. I agree. Like, the the dress with, like, flats. And a nice cardigan. (laughs) Well, like, maybe, yeah, sure. But I thought, yeah, I thought the elements together were like impractical more than like too slutty which is what the parents thought i have another wardrobe related question but wait did erica did you think it was an okay outfit um obviously i was blown away by what i saw <laughs> oh and a, the crimped hair yeah there crimped was a hair lot of it was a stimulus. crimp right it wasn't just like a weirdo curl mm-hmm. it was like a big fat crimp big fat crimp. <laughs> do they make big crimping crimp irons <laughs> that fat the thing is I don't know. <laughs> because like, I, was, I think it might have been like done with a straightener, like that was that sound gonna forever. Like, that's how I do my hair, because that's what Kim Kardashian's hairstylist told me to do. To crimp it? No, I would wave it like that. But if you like crimped it, it would just be like Oh And her yeah. hair is so thin it probably doesn't hold a curl. True. It probably like gets dented like that. And Erica, those were some crunchy curls if you noticed. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> Those earrings, too, like the dangly earrings. Mm. So, okay, so I think we're kind of on the same page that she, but it was an insane outfit because Julie was just like trying to be something that she isn't. Mm-hmm. Which is what her date was doing, too, actually. True. <laughs> this is my wardrobe question. Are you like, what's a members only jacket? What the jacket? fuck is a members only I jacket? Yeah. I Googled it, I texted my mom. <laughs> I tried to look it up on Urban Dictionary. Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> the farthest I can get is that it's, like, a cool guy, borderline douche jacket from the 80s. Everyone was really quick to notice it was a members-only jacket. I think Coach said it 17 times when Matt walked through the door. At least. Oh, I like your members-only jacket. Do you want to hang your members-only jacket on the hook? Why don't you take that members-only jacket <laughs> off and stay a while? Is that a members-only jacket? It also... I know this makes no sense to anyone but me, but (laughs) I can't not think about like swollen members, mocha only. (laughs) I would just like to point out, this is the second time that we've mentioned swollen members on this podcast. I think we need to talk about them more and get it out of our systems like purge. We have to have a swollen members like podcast. (laughs) I probably have enough content to fill an episode or two yeah we should just do a can con pod okay 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 put that in the put that in the memory bank (laughs) store that one away did you guys like it when her dad asked if he wanted a beer yes or no i loved it oh my god so funny (laughs) and he says no i'm driving and then eric is so or coach is oh my god i can't believe you just called him eric Coach is so mad that yeah, he Matt would answered. even answer the question correctly. I thought it was like a insane like troll. Like I yeah. thought it was just so funny. Was he drinking a beer when he asked him that question? Yeah. Yeah, he keeps he always like gives him a hard time. I like it. It was one of my favorite moments in the whole episode, actually. Yeah. That's good. So you like the Matt Julie subplot of these two episodes? Um, how could you not? Especially like once they're on the date. Like I'm not happy with Julie's behavior actually at any point. <laughs> like welcome to our lives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's like I I was saying before to Katie privately that I cried two times. Privately. <laughs> what? <laughs> that I cried two times during these two mm. episodes. And one of the times is very obvious. And this obvious time was like when Matt was crying or was singing. One of the times was when Matt was singing to his grandmother at this date and Julie was just standing there blankly and then like left abruptly as if nothing beautiful and magical happened. <laughs> yeah. Which was 
disappointing and like maddening and i didn't know how she maybe that's like part of the suspense it's like this Mm. day was a disaster but like surprise no it wasn't because but like anyone would like that so. so what happened is that matt's grandma has dementia and Landry was supposed to be babysitting her, even though Landry <laughs> thinks she's a witch. <laughs> I love Landry so much. Yeah. Landry yeah. appreciation moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's babysitting her, and then he has to call Matt, and he's like, you can't go watch Aragorn, or Aragorn, <laughs> with Julie. <laughs> Is that a movie about, like, dragons? Fantasy dragons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it, like, based on a children's novel? Yeah. Great. So, but he, Matt gets a call from Landry that says your grandma locked herself in the closet, come home. So Matt has to impersonate his dead grandpa to get her out of the closet. And he sings Mr. Sandman to her. Bring me a dream. Make her complexion like peaches and cream. The grandma stuff is, I think it's the realest. Like we deal with the dementia ongoing throughout the series and like it's always you know visceral and like could happen in real life but this this particular thing is like the heaviest exposure to it like this is like the scene that really gets you yeah like so not only are you like oh my god that like the poor grandma like she has dementia like that sucks but it's also like look at what matt has to do like matt we knew kind of like he had family problems, but he has to work at the Alamo Freeze. He has to be the starting quarterback and he has to take care of his grandma like in ways that we can't even imagine. Yeah, like not, more than financial. Yeah, not exactly. Like taking care of his grandma is not like what you think it is. It's like mm-hmm. he has to pull out all the stops and do weird, crazy stuff to like ensure her health and safety and, you know, her sanity basically mm-hmm. and like this is obviously not the first time he's had to do this yeah. like he knows he exactly knows what to do it's a drill it's a routine for him like he doesn't pull this out of nowhere and he's not stressed about it he's like now i'll do like my voice that i've rehearsed yeah. and like oh, sing man. this song and yeah, lead her back really to bed like, so erica what else stood out for you um from these two episodes like what do you like need our opinion on or what do you want to summarize i guess we should talk about the riggins oh brothers um i obviously hated like all of their violent outbursts and the older ones like terrible temper so you didn't like their cheeto fight you didn't think it was like jello wrestling oh my god that's when i went to get my coffee like from the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) I just, like, couldn't care less about either of them, actually. And at first, like, I felt bad for Tim because I was like, oh, no, he's, like, on the receiving end of this abusive relationship. But then I realized, actually, I don't like either of them at all. So you don't think Tim is, like, a hot, tortured hunk? Oh, my God. (laughs) Tim is, like, a doofus, first of all. Like, I think that he's actually stupid. And, like, it's not that he's not hot, but he's hot in... Like, the way that, like, a camp counselor is hot, where it's, like, that's, I don't know, like, a little bit dumb, but, like, older, and, like, has, like, a certain build, but doesn't have anything to offer except for just being, like... Like, a man, like, having a dick. <laughs> He's well, a like, walking penis. I didn't want to say that in so many words. <laughs> Sorry. I got it. <laughs> Enough said. And he's just like nothing compared to Jason or even like Matt. Like, so if there was sensitive. like a fuck, Mary kill Jason, Matt, Tim, what would you oh, do? Um, oh, wait, actually, this one's easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd kill Tim, marry Jason. No. No, I didn't mean to say that. Okay. I would kill Tim, fuck Jason, marry Matt. That's not what, what I would What about choose. you guys? I think, like, I can speak for Mary as well when I say what? fuck Tim, marry Matt, kill Jason. Which is just adding insult to injury, but <laughs> what up? Yeah. I, like, Jason is, like... He's not my least favorite character. That probably that award probably goes to Buddy Garrity. <laughs> <laughs> I am flabbergasted. I can't believe that you aren't like 
insanely in love and infatuated with Tim like we are. What is there to like about Tim? Um, Everything. Seriously, I want to know. Just tell me. Okay, Alyssa, have three things that you could like about him. Face. His hair. But. Hair. <laughs> his tortured soul. His Canadian accent. His Texas accent. His sunglasses. His jeans. His cutoff shirts. His truck. <laughs> and various states of running and not running. I like when his eyes light up when Lila walks in the room. Yep. I like how sometimes his hair is greasy and sometimes it's fluffy. Erica is giving us the worst looks right now. What do you like about Jason? <laughs> Three things. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, this is our first time watching the show. Okay, let's not be so harsh on her. It's too hard. And I don't want to like objectify Jason the way that you guys just objectified <laughs> Tim. Well. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. It's getting cold in here. Really? Because I am working up a sweat. <laughs> um, so Jason, Lila, that blowout. Yeah, I think actually Jason was too nice to Lila and like too mean to Tim. Because like he gave his heart to Lila and not Tim. And like... I don't know. She was obviously a demon for doing what she did, and I can't see, like, why she would even feel tempted with Tim around. <laughs> Especially, like, since it's Jason's best friend. Like, I think she has an ugly heart. <laughs> and that's what I have to say about Lila. I wow. could never forgive that's her. That's harsh, man. But I have some questions. I thought you would have loved Lila. Oh, I did in the beginning. That's why when I first, like, saw, like, her laying on top of my bf i was like she deserves him and like i think that that's actually what he deserves like because she was so sweet and like i don't know she's obviously beautiful mm -hmm. and the best until like you get to know what's and she underneath. had that like air of like supportive you know like in that first come like you first like see them in th like this episode you think like oh they're partners she support she's supporting him in this moment time of need yeah actually the only explanation for her is that she's a bit of a sociopath because like she seems like confused that like jason would be upset by this and still like shows up at his rugby scrimmage thing like with like the guy that she's fucking even just, though he's already brought it up like, they're trying to keep up appearances that they're just friends too so it's like we'll do all the things we used to do in the olden days and then but jason's is, like is too suspicious like she is making it there are they are making it worse by like hanging out together in front of him because he already has these suspicions can i tell you my favorite part of this whole episode and i think that will sum up how i feel about lila please do <laughs> my absolute favorite part is it's gonna sound cruel but i think it tells a story she's laying <laughs> in her bedroom alone like feeling sad and then like her dad comes in is like what's wrong and she's just like laying there sad but i don't know if you guys notice this but over her mirror there's a scarf draped over it as if like she cannot stand the look of her own face i know she's that. so ashamed I actually of what noticed she's that. done because oh we had also talked in a previous podcast about how when it was like the midst of her and tim like fucking at the beginning she like kept like looking in the mirror and being like looking at herself and now there's a scarf over the mirror oh my gosh so yeah. it's amazing that you symbolism. picked up on it because yeah i i noticed that too and i was like oh she can't even stand to look at herself crazy yeah. and even when she was talking to her dad like what's wrong and she like finally says like i was unfaithful and like she's kind of just like pretty crying which like makes me hate her even more These are, this is not kim kardashian crying face right now no anyways she's despicable i think it's so i don't know i feel like it's just so confusing for her and she doesn't know like she feels so happy when she's with tim but she feels so disgusting at the same time like and her brain is obviously more tortured because she's a high school girl and then this is where all the bullying this is where all the girl hate starts mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. like, i guess i would say like i start to like she starts to elicit a little bit of sympathy from me in the end when, like, she gets, like, the drink or whatever thrown at her. Yeah, that's 
crossing the line. Is mm-hmm. that the name oh, of the episode? Crossing that's the, the line? No, because that's season uh, that's episode nine where that actually happens. Uh, I don't oh. know why it's called why episode eight is called Crossing the Line. Crossing the line. Full hearts, empty cups. <laughs> that's what I would rename that episode. Crossing yeah. the line of scrimmage. If only we had a football expert here. We don't. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, everyone. That's not me. <laughs> so anything else remarkable about this episode for you? Or episodes? Mm. Um, I guess, like, one crazy thing is... Shit, I forgot her name. What's the blonde girl's name? Tyra. Tyra. So I guess I have a lot of questions about Tyra and what's going on with her because I literally thought that she just was working at the grocery store and that was her introduction to everything. But like Mm -hmm. clearly that's not true. Um, So I guess, I mean, you probably figured it out by the end of the episodes, but she was Tim's girlfriend and then he broke up with her before he started seeing Lila. Oh, actually, I didn't know that. So oh. that's crazy. I like I figured that maybe she was like in their friend group or like sometimes they were fucking. Mm. But I didn't realize it was like an old romance that was being reignited because mm-hmm. it seemed like surprising when she like appears in the door. Like when Lila comes over to be like, he knows or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising because they were broken up, I guess. Okay, I thought it was just like, who is this girl? But then it seems like they have history later mm. because Tyra like slaps him and is like, anyone but her. And I was like, oh, I guess there's history there, but I don't mm. know what's going on. And then like she shows up at Jason's hospital room and starts hanging. And I think like I thought that her plan was like, I'm going to now get it on with Jason. But like. I guess that wasn't the plan and they're just friends. I don't know. Are they just friends? I don't know. What's think going they on were with really that? Friends before. I just think that they were both they were both wronged. Mm-hmm. They both needed to vent. Yeah. Neither of them really have any friends. She does come see Jason in the hospital one time previous to be like, I'm sorry Tim hasn't mm. come to the hospital. And that's when her and Tim are they're kind of like on like their relationships kind of on the rocks then but she's still like speaking on behalf of him and like being like you know uh you know representing tim in that moment because her and tim are together but in that it's just a strictly like we need to like hang out because we're both going through the same bullshit Mm -hmm. Speaking of people who have no friends, um, I would say like <laughs> the last thing that sticks out to me about these two episodes is Smash's whole storyline. Mm. You don't think Smash has friends? No, actually. Like I don't actually see any evidence of having friends. And it's like maybe he does, but like in That's these two how episodes. That's got in this situation. Mm. I think so. And I feel like if he had more good friends like Matt, for example, mm-hmm. then he wouldn't, wouldn't be feel in such. Like he had to take steroids. Yeah, and I think actually, like Matt was really good to be like, "Hey, this is why you can't steal this money. Like, I vouch for you to get this job, and like, you're gonna screw me over, man. Like, see how you're <laughs> yes, totally other people. And I think that was like a lesson in like friendship to him. Because like, that- who do you see him hanging out with? You see him at home. You see him at like that weird church or like with that girl who's like maybe his sister or yes she's a sister okay yeah Yeah, so you never really see him he doesn't have like a support system of friends and like his only support system seems to be like his mom and like obviously like things get sorted out by the end of the episode but he has like a kind of a weird relationship with her going on because of like her dad or his dad and stuff Mm -hmm. Also, is this like a when um, Matt kind of like, you know, has to like confront Smash and tell him, you know, this is why your actions, your actions have ramifications. It's like one of the first times maybe where Smash has to hear that from someone because he's used to being like on a pedestal and Mm -hmm. being like the best and like he can do no wrong. So it's kind of like his peer telling him like, whoa, like what you're doing is not okay because it implements me. It's not just about you. Yeah, and it kind of, like, worked, I think, right? 
I thought that was a nice moment. You know when I felt really bad for the Smash guy? It was when he first realized that like he wouldn't be getting a check this that week because like I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you don't like miss out on a pay period and feel bummed out because you can't buy steroids. Um, but it could be anything. Like I just actually remember like having my first job and that being a thing, being like I need. I can't remember what I needed. It was probably like a drama camp or something like ridiculous, like the opposite of steroids. <laughs> but just being like, yes, like I've worked all this time and I'm ready for my check. What? Like I don't get paid every week. What? Like it could be a month. Actually, even now in my life, sometimes that comes up. I'm like, great. Like I can totally afford my month or my rent next month because I have this money coming in, but. Maybe you should get a job at the Alamo Freeze. I'm sure Matt would hire you. Well, first of all, like, seems like the job is all about flirting. So (laughs) I feel that I would be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to give away any ice cream, are you, Erica? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That that was a great summary. Totally. That was great. I'm, I'm glad that your opinions were a little different from ours Mm -hmm. and made it interesting yeah it's nice to see like it's also like fun to remember like the very first time i watched this show you never forget your first time that's what they (laughs) say ready for wine time yeah we've been enjoying wine this whole time hence the name we we invented it we're geniuses yeah copyright (laughs) (laughs) so um we're gonna get erica to uh be the first judge of the wine tonight so erica what are we drinking we're drinking sibling rivalry which is a riesling slash chardonnay slash like i obviously can't pronounce this can you guys pronounce that so just another fine oh man like you don't (laughs) know what this is mary so it's basically another canadian blend you know not the best in the i didn't know that they blended different kinds of wine that's what a blend is it's like i thought it was just wine from like grapes from different regions I think if it's a high quality blend, it might be that. I think the low qual blends are it's like this is a VQA, nice Vinter, Vintner's quality assurance. Yo, what do you think? You of should this? try pronouncing that word. Um, I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't. <laughs> I would offend German people all across the globe. So um, it's a. But we did. We chose this wine. Due to the sibling rivalry that occurs in the episode. True. Tim and Billy. It was very fitting. And there's even like dude brothers on the label. So it's pretty much a Friday Night Lights wine. It's Friday Night Lights branded merchandise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh no, I just spilled it on my dress. (laughs) No, I don't know if white wine stains though. So I think you're fine. Erica, what do you think of this wine? Um, I would classify it as being pretty whatever. <laughs> wow, that's, that's a very unique perspective. I, I liked it more before that's I harsh. ever saw my dress. I actually can't describe it because I don't know anything about wine at all. I would say this wine is like both sweet and sour. Branching out from our normal. <laughs> it tastes like juice. It tastes like jam. It tastes like lemon juice. <laughs> It's like juice mixed with jam. Nice. Ew. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's fine. It's fine. I think we need to like branch out. Maybe we need to get wines from different regions. Yeah, we normally buy local, but you know, maybe there's a Texas wine. Maybe we need to increase our carbon footprint for the sake of our wine ratings, for the sake of this highly successful. And notorious podcast mm-hmm. empire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, how would you rate this wine, you guys? I think I would rate this seven hair crimps out mm. of ten. Seven individual fat seven crimps out of ten. Like 
tendrils or crimps? Like crimps. Okay. You know. And, okay, so then the rest of the tendrils like straight. Yeah. Okay. So I think actually normally I go higher than you, but I'm gonna go lower. Mm. I'm gonna rate it six out of ten tendrils. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with Katie on this one and also rate it six out of ten tendrils. So, I guess we're not going to be buying sibling rivalry again. Well, better luck next time. (laughs) (laughs) Erica, thank you for coming in today. Thanks, Erica. I really appreciated your perspective. Thanks, you guys. It was a blast. I feel like I learned... I learned a lot. It was fun hanging out with you. We should just hang out in real life. No microphones. Well, like, we could still have the microphones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Agreed. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Erica. Bye. Bye. Um, So, I think it was, like, very good that we got Erica's opinion her insight her like reaction to the show this yeah, time it's nice to hear from someone with a totally fresh perspective and like really she made us think a lot about you know some things that we held to be a hundred percent true yeah we can get bogged down in like our own opinion and like we get a little self-righteous and assume we're right all the time. It's really a life lesson that she gave us. We've done a lot of personal growth in the last four seconds <laughs> since you heard that segment. Um, but there is something that I know that we are right on, and it's that Tim's Tim butt is nice. <laughs> Tim is hot. Tim is the best. He's better than the other dudes. And I feel like we need to, like, talk about it. We need to delve into, like, Tim's character development in these couple episodes because you learn a lot about him and what makes him so unique and so troubled. We get Tim's backstory in this episode where before we were just like, that guy is a sad sack. Why? Mm -hmm. Now we know why. He's a teenage alcoholic. Get over it, Tim. So it gets into... like Tim I guess like Billy sees like his dad in Tim his dad who abandoned them which is a hard a hard thing for Tim to take because he still like likes his dad he doesn't realize that his dad like abandoned the family so like it all kind of like comes out because Billy's starting to realize like Tim is like fucking good at football and he wants to see him succeed and people are starting to like think seriously about universities and start to get like noticed by recruiters and stuff and billy's like do you think tim could do this and before it was kind of like a pastime because for billy too he did football right Mm -hmm. so billy was just like oh in it for the love of the game but he didn't really see a future in it yeah and then when coach i think it's coach tells billy like yeah like he's good and if he just cared i think it's because there's a recruiter right a recruiter like shows an interest in tim so billy gets on a regiment he's trying to like feed tim peas a lot he's trying to like get him to peas have protein (laughs) y'all you don't need an animal based diet if you eat peas google it peas got crazy protein we'll tweet about it don't worry 2016 is a year of pulses i bet billy was like he was on the cutting edge of that movement. Mm, he was like, lentils, cheap, protein-filled, perfect for the Riggins family. Seriously. Although I bet in Texas, like, vegetables are so expensive and meat is, like, dirt cheap. That's true. I bet and also, the like, they would get laughed out of Dylan if they were like, <laughs> time for our, like, lentil soup. Like, hey, guys. Tim, like, brings a, like, a thermos of, like, lentil soup to practice. He would just get, like, laughed out of the field. He brings, like, walnut lentil meatballs. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like Billy is trying to like get Tim noticed and get him like in tip top shape so he can like have a future because Billy didn't have a future. Billy sees that Tim is going to end up like a deadbeat dad type situation if he just keeps doing whatever he wants. So he kind of tries to get on coaches in coaches inner circle and get Tim, you know, as his right hand man. They go to the world's most awkward dinner party. At the Taylor house. I love how Tammy um, 
not only do they compare them to serial killers oh yeah but also tammy is like should i slaughter a goat like as if it's a satanic ritual to Mm -hmm. have them over like i don't really understand but i love it like they willingly like want to have the riggins brothers over for dinner but at the same time they like kind of immediately regret it because it it, they're like we don't understand these heathen boys (laughs) yeah and so like tim doesn't care and billy's like asking all the questions he's Mm. turning on the charm he's you know telling hilarious stories about like his youth and his high school football days or whatever and everyone's yucking it up and like having a good time they're drinking wine so another wine appearance but no one can keep it together Mm -mm. because of the all goes back to the lila jason situation like tim is extra tortured because Mm -hmm. of the the lila situation is coming to light Mm -hmm. so he is getting it like from billy he's getting it from the rest of his team who thinks he betrayed jason which yeah he kind of did so they like actually later in the episode they like bash his car in with baseball bats which is like i guess the only it's the only (laughs) they know how to commit like these dudes in texas like they're not creative in their no. in how they like they're like well that worked pretty well the first time so like why don't we just bash another part <laughs> these guys haven't um caught on to like cyber bullying or online bullying yet they're still mm. very much wait till episode 10 there's oh. some cyber bullying going on okay cool um so and then it starts coming out that like um tim tim's parents like are not there for them and billy really like is honest with coach and tammy and says like you know it's been six years since our dad left and he doesn't send us any money and tim kind of like gets in a few little jabs trying to defend the dad and billy gets mad and it kind of like turns the dinner conversation like a little sideways yeah and no one knows how to come back from it and then i think tim spills wine and then that's like the fucking last draw the biggest thing damn it tim never spill a drop of tammy's wine or coach's wine for that matter that's true it was red oh well they were like boys are coming over so oh true can't slaughter a goat you might as well pretend this red (laughs) wine is blood drinking blood um so like we're starting to see like what makes tim the way he is and i don't know if tim like he might be so young and naive and kind of have that teenage brain where it's like, I'm invincible. Nothing bad's going to happen to me. Or like, who cares what my future is? Cause like, you know, I'm living in the moment, but we don't know like if Tim realizes that he's on a weird path or if he just feels sad all the time. Yeah. I think it's a mix of both because he doesn't even see turning into his dad as a bad thing because he doesn't, feel like his dad abandoned him he feels more like he wasn't good enough true you know so he like he's not scared of turning into his dad or being a deadbeat he doesn't realize that you know he could have like a great future billy like can't make him see that like what he did was bad like he like did you not realize that i'm your dad kind of in lieu of this like does that not register yeah. Also, like, Tim should probably get a job. I thought that, too. And I was like, how come everybody else is able to, like, wrangle work or it's kind of implied that they... That well, I they... guess he's an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, God. He has so many problems. I know. But, yeah, he should probably get a job. Yeah, it's never once discussed that he should get a job. Like, even mm. when he's acting out and Billy's, like, at the end of his yeah, rope. Yeah, even when Billy's like, I have to support you. Yeah, and Billy, like, fucking like wails about like how unfortunate his life is he's never like if you're gonna sit around and be a jerk like you might as well work or do what something what kind of job should tim have landscaping mm. or truck fixing mechanic riggins rigs <laughs> i think he'd be like a killer summer job landscaper mm. you know or like yeah just house like, painter yeah like fence builder are these real jobs <laughs> yeah like it's like handyman like shirtlessly like fixing your house is that a real thing <laughs> he'd be good at all kinds of like, like manual troughs manual labor mm. like 
Matt Saracen is a kind of like he has to stay inside the Alamo freeze because like the yeah. sun could damage his pale skin. Yeah, and he can't he, get a sunburn on his little nose. He has to like do like math and count money and like mm-hmm. manage. But Tim, he's got to be like on a road crew. Mm. Yeah, so you know Tim, the the jobs are there. He has options. Yeah, he needs to apply himself. Well, he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't for a while. Um, so, okay, where are we going? Mm. Okay, so Jason has to punch Tim. Well, like, so after, you know, there's tension between Billy and Tim, and then they are in a fight for the rest of these mm. two episodes. Like, they're not talking, and um, I don't know, like, if Tim is, like, sleeping at, like, his friend's house or, like, not coming home or something. There's, like, weird tension. Isn't he at Tyra's house? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he hooks up with Tyra again. So, anyway, there's tension. Mm. So, in the middle of, you know, this storm that's brewing, um, Lila and Tim, who have since like stop seeing each other are trying to keep up appearances that everything's fine and that they're just friends and that like you don't know, worry jason nothing nothing untoward going on here we didn't have sex in that beautifully wood paneled bedroom i thought you were gonna say beautiful lake <laughs> <laughs> take a drink <laughs> um so that all comes to a head when jason is at his first quad rugby game so he's been exploring this new sport mm-hmm. he's trying to like you know get like realizes he can't be a football player so like what's his outlet what mm-hmm. is he good at he he kind of realizes that he has to let his old life go mm-hmm. courtesy of his friend herc who we talked about yeah herc's the best time. yeah so herc gives him like the sagest advice like to rival coach taylor yeah kind like, of because Jason kind of knows that Lila's cheating on him and he he, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to give believe her it because he doesn't he's thinks that she's the only like piece that he's holding on to from his glory days but then Herc comes out with this just because we're crippled don't mean we have to take the crumbs so he's kind of saying like Jason like what does your heart and gut tell you like yeah if- you don't have to settle for this wench (laughs) who cheats on you like you can find a nice girl somewhere else that like doesn't remind you of your you know like your glory days so obviously jason kind of like he sits on this advice Mm. and he applies it because when lila and tim come to the rugby scrimmage at the very end um they're just trying to like congratulate jason like be buddy buddy like be friends and without like almost without any hesitation jason punches tim in the face yeah in the middle of the court and that's like devastating to tim you gonna steal the cripples girl but you won't find a cripple throughout all of this he always thought of street as his best friend like his brother almost and he's tim almost doesn't realize that what he did was bad no because he's like He's like, I feel so bad. Why do I feel so bad? And then, like, Jason punches him. He's like, why would he do that to me? Like, like, we're supposed to be brothers. It's kind of weird. Like, and it kind of, like, wrecks Tim's spirits Mm -hmm. even more. Like, he, it was, like, one of his rock bottoms, I'd say. One of many. (laughs) It's kind of, like, disgusting that that there are more than one. But It's the first one. This is the rock bottom of season one. The first rock bottom of season one true (laughs) and um tim coming home with a black guy and being so vulnerable um billy i guess like sees him as a kid again and it kind of like helps them mend their little fight that they were having and they share a grilled cheese sandwich which isn't they also share a beer oh yeah that's cute yeah so tim is now like I don't know what Tim is. Tim has to go from here. We have to see, like, how is he going to fix his personal relationships? Like, is it something he needs to change it himself? Does he need to, like, you know, purge his life of people? Like, what does he need to do to move past this? 
and that he might grow from it. Yeah, well, I think he he does something unexpected in the next couple episodes or later this season. Can't wait to explore it. Cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um. So now it's football time. Now it's football time. So this football game is no joke. They make it very clear there. There's no. It's not a laughing matter this yeah, time. They. They've had a couple doozies, like wins, losses, close calls, like a bit of fumbling about. So they need to like take football reference everything super seriously. Plus, it's an away game, so they're they're not in their comfort zone. Everyone has to like sleep in hotels and stuff like that. Like they have to Which make is it awesome. Like I can't believe you get to sleep in ho- <laughs> I can't believe you get to sleep in hotels all the time. It's probably like not that great if you have to like get a good night's sleep and like be rested. I have to eat the most shitty hotel breakfast every day. It's probably way better than they eat at the Riggins household. (laughs) They probably have like cereal with like beer poured on it, like instead of milk. Uh, That's horrible. It's like Captain Crunch with beer poured on Mm. it. Um, so football game is important. So the language they use to describe this football game is like unlike anything we've seen before. We're gonna punch a hole. Right through the heart of this Eagles defense, you understand? Yes, sir! It is going to be a war. Oh, my like, God. So much, like, violent imagery. My, my blood is in this house. We're going to live with the pain. We're going to give with pain. This has been one ferocious matchup, a defensive battle, and Tim Riggins has been beaten like an old rug. It Like, it's an intense, horrifying, violent game. Yeah. This one gets ugly. Yeah. So it's Smash's, it's where Smash used to live. Mm-hmm. It's in his childhood hometown. So he has a lot of like memories tied to it and it's his old rivals. And the uh, like lead guy on the team they're playing was his old best friend from mm-hmm. um, when he went to school there. So, and Smash is like going through some shit also. He is, like we discussed briefly with Erica, mm-hmm. is on like a steroid regiment to try to get him to be faster stronger because the recruiter last time said that like he was just like too small so he's starting to get like these weird like side effects from taking steroids steroids from the scariest lady in the world i love her she's She's like how can you love her she's dealing steroids to tiny children she's like an intense bodybuilder woman like she's no nonsense well, here's who's no nonsense in a good way. <laughs> Mrs. Smash. Smash's mom. True. Smash's mom is cool. She's awesome. When Smash is like, I need $1,200, she's like, okay, what do you need $1,200 for, Smash? Yeah. And obviously, you can't say steroids. So he's like, NSUT course, I swear. And she's like, mm, no. No. She sees right through it. Yeah, she knows immediately. But then she asks the church to plant a seed for him. And he takes those hapless people's money in, like, probably the most heartbreaking part of the episode. Well, one of many heartbreaking parts of the episode. It's super weird that, like, he, that that didn't wake him up. That, like, if his mom gave him money, he'd be like, well, off to the steroid convenience store. But, like, this, the fact that it, like, took, like, time, he had, like, time to think about it. Like, days would pass and, like, he still hadn't made the decision. And then it came down to, like, people in his church giving money like you'd think that he would be like whoa 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 this is like the wrong way to go about it he draws the line he won't steal money from the alamo freeze but he'll take Take money money from his church which is like that's way worse space it's way better to steal money from a corporation (laughs) than to take money from people who trust you (laughs) listen for it to buy illegal drugs always don't buy steal drugs. from your job don't buy drugs don't steal so smash like this game is important to him too because i think every game he's trying to like come back from his small weak performance that he like feels that he has and now he's battling like a weird onslaught of health problems mm-hmm. like it's crazy that he well, first of all, he's so young that he has those health problems due to steroids. But like the what we always talk about is like the pressure. Like he feels pressure to take care of his family, to like get out of Dylan, 
like because you know he has a big family Mm -hmm. they don't make a lot of money because it's a single you know it's a single parent household Mm -hmm. it's just like so crappy that he had like he feels this pressure that any teen feels this pressure and i can't believe it's probably real it's like it's what happens so to real people real and his mom like constantly says like you don't have to like it's not your job to like be the parent or to like you know to if this isn't gonna work out it's not like your fault or your job to do it like and it, even his sisters are kind of like whoa like brian like stop being so intense yeah but he it's the culture that he's surrounded by he's on like a track Mm -hmm. and he cannot like deviate from it this town makes these teenage kids into idols it's it's true she just have like a soundboard of like (laughs) playing that whenever it's relevant (laughs) like so we learn about smash too a lot in these two episodes like these were very uncoach heavy episodes that was a really stupid way of saying it but no, There's, I get it. Coach's family was kind of like the B plot of both of these episodes and it kind of shifted the focus to the players. Yeah. Like and normally we have like a a bucket of stuff about Coach mm-hmm. talk about, but I don't really have that many things right now. Yeah, there was like some good quippy moments, especially surrounding like the Julie and Matt dating situation. Yeah, and like the Riggins dinner party that we talked about. But Yeah, they were more like fluffy even though like some of the topics were serious fluffy, yeah. like the um the threesome thing coach just like reeled it in these two episodes he mm-hmm. was just like oh you know i'm just not feeling up to more my- about coach next episode probably yeah he's like i'm not up to my jokesy self i'm just gonna call these two episodes mm-hmm. in yeah i think they were pretty dramatic episodes yeah, yeah the, definitely the the taylor family like provided the comic relief like, yeah because it was so heavy <laughs> oh you don't think you know julie provided comic relief really really <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but i think there's more coach next episode and were there any like football things that we need to like talk about or that we can like ask like next time like put well away? i texted a boy about one of the questions <laughs> that i had because um there was I kind of try to write everything that I don't understand down and hope that someone explains it to me. But sometimes we're just like a good life practice. Sometimes we're just like lacking a football expert. Like you'd think they'd be a dime a dozen, but you know, football's takes a lot to know about football. It's a complicated sport. Mm -hmm. So do you want to know what a safety is? Yes. Cause they do talk about safeties in this episode. So, um, I texted Joe at three seventeen what's a safety in football and then at 342 i said (laughs) tell me please (laughs) and then he said safety counts as a score if you tackle someone in their own end zone i.e the other team scores if smash has the ball and smash gets tackled in the panthers end zone does that make sense to you it took me a hell of a time to wrap my head around this because i did not well, I understand why would smash even be in the panthers end zone is it just like that he's off his game maybe like they maybe like the play gets like thwarted and someone ends and up in a end spot zone is like the part like the place where you do a touchdown but they're probably not standing in it they're probably oh, they outside of it and then get pushed yeah. into it right so maybe someone's like running a reverse and ching the- from last time and they're mm. going around and someone tackles them into the end zone and probably the ball has to touch the ground right yeah like it that's probably like falls out of their hands or it gets like hits mm. the floor when they like get turned and hit the ground okay so that was like the main football question so maybe we should just text people instead of having football expert guests <laughs> y'all are out of a job <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks technology <laughs> All right. Um, what do you think? I think we can wrap it up. Yeah, man. I think we. Uh, this was like a very good experiment. I really liked it. Yeah, I think this could be open doors to like potential guest hosts from every. Yeah, man. Like once a every season. Every facet of our lives. Yeah, like because we've learned, the biggest lesson I've learned is that like we have a different perspective because we've followed people from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But so, also, we kind of have a hive mind. Where we oh, yeah. usually think the same thing. So, mm-hmm. like, probably, like, <laughs> listening to us talking about stuff is just, like, listening to one, like, one person, person like, muttering to themselves. <laughs> one crazy person. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you again, Erica, for coming on. That was really good. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, 
so yeah let's wrap it up yeah man so until next time um you can follow us on twitter at clear eyes pod soundcloud.com slash clear eyes pod you can find us on itunes by searching clear eyes full hearts plus booze um yeah so on itunes you could rate us and review it that'd be nice i dare everyone to rate and review oh my god i double dare you i'm gonna do it wait can i rate and review my own podcast yeah i think so five stars best podcast that has ever been invented great look for that on the ratings page all right guys thank you so much thank you bye